4: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
0: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
4: I think we start with the just released odds on the college football playoffs. Who's going to make them? What's the chances? And that Clemson being the third favorite is a shocker to me. Let's go through these odds. The Ohio State University, yes to make the playoffs, minus eight. 8.35. 835. So if you want to say yes, I think the Buckeyes are going to make it, you got to bet over $8 to win a dollar. Wow. Alabama, six dollars and seventy cents to win a dollar. Or yes. Clemson next. Now, Clemson, let's get into this. Clemson is the third favorite and they lost already. Fez, what do you think? how, how could explain the rationale?
5: The rationale is that Clemson's going to get a shot to go ahead and get the revenge against Notre Dame, and there's almost no scenario if Clemson runs the table that they won't make the Final Four anyways.
6: And and the reason we know they're going to get that shot is because the ACC changed their um, the the way that you make the ACC title game this year. There's no division, so it's just the top two teams, which are clearly Notre Dame and Clemson. Thus, since Clemson was already a five-point road favorite without Trevor Lawrence and on the road, on a neutral site, we have to assume they're going to be about 14, and thus we Can assume that they should win that game or have a very strong likelihood to, and then a one loss Clemson would probably still make the playoff.
4: Trevor Lawrence, the market adjustment was between what five and six points? Yes. The uh, boy, that was I guess you know the pedigree of the backup comes into play, but boy, if you're one of the best quarterbacks like it's John Elway, Andrew Luck, and Trevor Lawrence, you would think it'd be more than like five, five and a half points. I'm a Trevor Lawrence skeptic. I don't know if it's been obvious yet, but I'll get into it as the months and years. I'll have years to do it. And then at the, <laughs> e- at the end of it, he'll like quit a week before the season, and everyone will talk about what kind of great career he had when he never made a Super Bowl. So you can't win. You, I mean, the Andrew Luck thing, it's very discouraging to be candid. I'm R.J. Bo straight out of Vegas. When you can be so right about Andrew Luck, and people are still taking their victory laughs about saying how good he was. I mean, literally, Sanchez made more conference finals. I think. Wow. Think on that a second, Fez. Mm. This is straight out of Vegas. All right, so Clemson also had multiple three, I think, of their key D linemen, Joel Klatt was talking about today, out. Now, do we know, maybe Jonas does... Um, how many of those players are expected back in the near term? you have any idea?
7: Uh, I think they're all expected back in the near term. I don't think it was anything long term. Um, and the fact that I, I also thought it was a little odd that Trevor Lawrence was still on the sideline at Notre Dame wearing a mask, but still on the sideline. It was, it was almost as if, oh, we're good here. I mean, as long as he wears a mask, there's no issues whatsoever.
4: Fez would have had his bodyguards take him out. What, I mean, there's no way he could have approached you. <laughs> Next favorite. So it's Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, minus 250. So they are a clear favorite. You know, 60, over 66%. Yeah, in that range, right? Two, make the playoffs. How good, how good are they, Fez? Where, what do you think of Notre Dame? I don't it was a nice win, but boy, if you have you know five, six points for Trevor Lawrence and it's double overtime, they're depleted on the D-line and you run, run, run and exploit that, which you should, but that's not repeatable to me. But can Notre Dame, here's the question. If they're minus 250 to make it, that means they have to be able to make it if they lose to Clemson. Oh, yeah. So explain yes. that scenario to me. Be- Who has ever lost a conference championship game and made – the playoffs, nobody. Yeah. Mm. So we're saying something's going to happen that's never happened before. And what does USC do into this? USC is a nine to one. If USC wins out, Jonas, you're in LA today. Joe Klatt said they get in. What do you think?
7: Oh man, I don't think they get in over Notre Dame.
4: So no, you're saying I... a one loss independent gets in over a Pac-12 undefeated champion?
6: But this yeah. year they're not an independent. They're playing the ACC schedule. They agreed to be part of the ACC. That's a good
4: point. So a one-loss ACC runner-up. Yes.
5: But if they go undefeated against everyone else and they split against the number one team in the country, Clemson, we're going to penalize them for going one-on-one against Clemson?
4: Well, I mean, here's the thing. There's only four spots. Yeah. Right? So let's assume no one in the Big 12, right? Mm -hmm. And so let's assume – now, listen, if Alabama wins out, it's easy. Right? It's easier. But imagine this, and I've said this once. Let, let me say it one more time. Matt, you, you might not have heard this. Imagine the following scenario. How State's in. all right? Clemson wins. They're in. And then, uh, and here's what's interesting. Florida beats Alabama in the SEC championship.
6: And they both went out to get there.
4: Yes. Okay. Florida's in. I mean, the SEC yes. champ's in. Now it's Alabama, Notre Dame. Cincinnati. Potentially, and you know, let's say that's a, let's put USC in the mix. If you got one spot left, it's USC, a one-loss Notre Dame, a one-loss Alabama. Jonas is a, a you know, I would say a Pollyanna. He's like, yeah, I think that the SEC that they would actually put in Notre Dame. I'm like, man, I've never seen the SEC get a bum steer from the committee. Are you still in that position, Jonas?
7: Yeah, because they would look at their win over number one Clemson. And they would still wow. say that's 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 a better win than any win Alabama has on their schedule.
4: All right, what do you think,
6: Maddie? I think Alabama gets in.
4: That's why this is interesting, and what's fascinating because minus six seventy, they do not have a minus six seventy chance Alabama to win out. No, no chance. I mean, they're ninety. Even if you're ninety percent in a couple games in yeah. a row, so. Obviously, these odds are a little inflated, and you don't want to take the minus 670 necessarily, but this is saying, these odds are telling us, and this is when it gets most interesting, and this is something I think we do a great job of, and other shows, you know, not as much, at least that's what people tell me, is... The odds are telling a story here, and the story is Notre Dame has multiple – or Notre Dame is a pretty decent chance. So, Matt, let's say that 14-point spread, you're thinking Clemson-Notre Dame rematch, Clemson favorite is right. So the money line implied odds say they're going to win what percentage of the time about?
6: About 75% of the time, 80%. 80, all right, yep. so
4: we're saying there's a 80% chance from the Vegas perspective – that they lose, that Notre Dame loses to Clemson, but they're still a prohibitive favorite, minus 250 to get in. It's saying it's almost a sure thing if they win out other than Clemson, Notre Dame lose to Clemson, they're still in. Jonas?
7: Here's the other reason why um, I'm I'm still not 100% 100% certain that Notre Dame gets over Alabama, because I think if it comes down to it... Oh, is the he hedging? Well, no, no. But this, is, this has been my only concern, and, I, and I've thought about this the past few days, is that I could see the committee saying, look, we've already seen Clemson-Notre Dame twice. We don't want to see it a third time. And Ooh, there's the potential. That, yeah. You're going to see it a third time in the college football playoffs, and I think they would want to try and avoid that, which would tilt the scales to Alabama's favor.
4: Maybe I'm in the minority. I would love to. It's almost like Ollie Frazier. Mm. The I'm good one. with it.
7: Yeah, I, I would. I, that game was fantastic on Saturday. That's one of the better college games I've seen in a while. I would be good with it. I just wonder if they would look at it and think, "Well, people have got fatigue with this matchup. Let's try and avoid it."
4: Has a team ever played a team three times in a season? I don't. No think way. So. Actually, yeah. you think about it, it would be almost impossible mm. for the college play. All right. yeah. you know, maybe the BCS they could have played it, but yeah, wow, wow. All right, last couple of things, real quick. B-Y-U. Now everyone's like, what? Come on. Do you see what they did against Boise? Cincinnati has the better case. Better wins.
6: They, they'll they have played four ranked teams, Cincinnati. That has to mean something coming from a group of yeah, five where yeah. B-Y-U will play zero, and they won't even play any top 50 teams. Since he's literally going to play so, four b- ranked Boise's teams. Boise's
4: not top 50?
6: No, not anymore. And they don't have their quarterback. Their quarterback, Hank Backmeyer was out, and...
4: Here's what's fascinating. If you look at the really advanced computer ratings, Sagarin or Sagarin, as they say, uh, the the uh, actually ESPN's got a good one. That that Football Power Index is good. Uh, there's a guy named Bill Conley that has a real good set of power ratings. They all have BYU like between fourth and like seventh. I mean, right now they're saying BYU. Based, and these computers are agnostic. They don't have any idea who's what, where, you know, jerseys or, you know, Alabama's. No, it's like based on what they've done on the field. That, to me, is a shocker. What are you seeing, Fez?
5: Yeah, Boise um uh, BYU is not just winning but their their wins are so impressive they just they really beat up on a Houston team at Houston that's borderline 25 Boise's a borderline 25 team they beat Navy like 56 to nothing so the margin this team has gotten against decent opponents
6: is incredible but they're behind Cincinnati Cincinnati's but right the odds number right 7 now
4: Cincinnati plus 325 to get in over three to one, BYU nine to one. Yeah,
6: and it's because they're behind Cincinnati. So Cincinnati is going to have better opponents throughout the rest of the year, and BYU's not. So how does BYU pass an
4: undefeated well, Cincy? Remember, I remember when West Virginia was minus 28 and all they had to do was win, and Ohio State would have played West Virginia instead of LSU, with two losses got into the BCS. So imagine losing a game, and that was Rodriguez. You're 28 point favorite yeah. against Pitt, so when the pressure's on, you just never know. Yeah. So USC nine to one 2 So Cincinnati has almost triple the chance to get in the playoffs than USC, and USC has a clear path to go undefeated. Mm. This is gonna be fun. I like the horse race around the college football playoffs. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m.
0: Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: this is the biggest bet golf tournament of the year it's not even a debate and it's the masters in november rock stars talk about christmas albums in july recording maddie holt from u.s integrity you know we got a little theme song for maddie (laughs) maddie holt u.s integrity that's about integrity (laughs) up into the spotlight you're in the spotlight now you ready yep now you made a great point about if you look at de chambeau who fez has a shine for i mean it's it's almost like george costanza when he was getting that um, massage i don't know if you saw in the hospital it's like his trapezoids, you see how big it, I mean, fat. what is, like, like, do you, you actually like weightlifters, don't you? I, I mean, like, you really admire, like, powerlifters.
5: <laughs> I <laughs> do, and what I love about DeChambeau is he was kind of, you know, I won't call him wimpy, but just an average guy, and boom, got out the protein shakes, rocked it in the gym three hours a day, and he's just become muscle-bound.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Tag it. <laughs> Whenever, when I, he said when he says crazy stuff listen he went, he has become muscle bound i mean he had so much joy and what's funny is joan i think the first time he ever busted on you Faz, because he it took him about nine months to start and then at one point i was out for a day and i came back and i was talking about dechampo go you should he goes he, you should have heard fezzik talking about it. i mean was it effusive <laughs> or what it was
7: uh, it was beyond hype, man. It we went from <laughs> beyond hype, man, to all, like nearly crazed fan of uh, DeChambeau. and then we started thinking about who's on the Mount Rushmore. We know Jimmy G was, we know Van Vliet was, oh. and then you had to put DeChambeau. I mean,
4: I, I, I mean, the thing is, I, this, John Lee. It, it's well, that wasn't as much um, <laughs> from the heart, you know. That that was more from the brain, but but it was. Uh, it wasn't real sharp, but I mean but it still was what was he was taking. It, it was also
7: Looney from the Warriors, wasn't it Kevon Looney? Is yeah, because he one?
4: learned what real real plus minus was for a while. And <laughs> I mean you know, I mean, all you gotta know about Jimmy G is you just listen to the tone of his voice. It sounds like it's bourbon, like he's drinking bourbon in silk pajamas. No um, let's say nothing between the silk I love Jimmy G. I mean, th- listen to it. I mean, is it, have you ever heard that, like, a, a, a man sound like that about a football player? Matty I Holt? think I
6: was on the pod when he <laughs> said that, and I remember the expression on his face. There is some passion there.
4: But finally, though, Fez, I think what it's about, and it just hit me, you used to look in the back of the magazines and see those Charles Atlas ads with the kid getting the sand kicked sure. in his Sure. Did you? Yeah. And you thought, maybe this could be my way out. Of this torture, but you never, you just didn't get around to ordering the weights? No, I did. I just didn't do it till college. <laughs> oh, but you ordered the Charles Atlas, like, fitness program? No. Oh. So you just thought about it. It'd be yes. nice if I wasn't so the, wimpy. The concept. Didn't do yeah. anything
0: about it. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends,
4: Anyway, so Maddie Holt, you made a great point about DeChambeau, his odds to win the title the championship versus his odds in other ways.
6: Yeah, yeah he's, the, he's the largest most overwhelming favorite in the futures market that we've seen to win the Masters in the last 10 years. Yet despite the fact that he's such an overwhelming prohibitive favorite this year he's actually an underdog in two separate matchups. An underdog to Dustin Johnson, a significant one. I've seen the market between Dustin Johnson minus 145 to minus 160 and he's in a small underdog to Xander Shoffley. So it's interesting that such an overwhelming favorite to win the tournament, yet he's an underdog in both his individual matchups.
4: It's a great point. And it makes sense
5: because let's face it, Bryson has a tin cup aspect to him. He carded a 10
4: in a tournament back in April. So the movie Tin cup in which he was trying to hit over the water. Go ahead. Yeah,
5: so Bryson had one of those holes where he got that 10, where he just kept banging the
4: ball. Who's Bryson? Deshambo. Oh, that you <laughs> yeah. call him by his first name? <laughs> yes. Like that? Okay,
5: go ahead. And, and like after he hits it the second time, his caddy goes, Yeah, that one's out of bounds also. You know, it's just kept whacking away at it.
4: <laughs> he kept whacking away at it. That's Steve Fezzik. I'm RJ Bell. I mean, <laughs> What would be the analogy? It'd be like me going, um, let me tell you something about Ben. And I'm talking about the Steelers quarterback. You say, you know, Ben, he's been throwing the ball funny lately. It's like, who does that? It's weird. Do you have a correspondence with Bryson? Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Did someone slip something in your drink? I mean, did you did you have a couple shots of bourbon or something? It's possible. It's my birthday, so... It is your birthday. Happy birthday, Fez. I mean, 70 doesn't come around every day. How old are you? Mid-50s. Mid-50s. You look I tell you this, he looks good for his mid-50s. Yep. I mean, there's not 20-year-olds that have hair as thick as his. We're straight out of Vegas. Why is that happening? Why are is Shambo such a big favorite to win the championship but not in matchups? Different people bet different markets, and the to win the championship is the squarest market of them all. Oh, look, bet five bucks, win 500, whatever, and they love, Fez and the squares love DeChambeau slash Bryson, and the Sharps are saying, oh, there's a lot of fanboys out there that like DeChambeau. That's got his prices inflated. We're gonna fade him with the le- the less golf sexy player that doesn't have like the super long drive and all that. And to me, it's a great proof that DeChambeau's overvalued because they're betting against him in matchups where you wouldn't think so. Does anyone disagree with that? No. No. Okay. One other thing I've got is the weather. So it's supposed to rain a good bit on Thursday. And you would say that softens the greens, that's true, but it makes this course long. So to me, the rain makes it, and I'm not a golf expert, but I read, like for the Masters and stuff, I'll read the experts and assimilate it, and it seems to be a consensus that the long hitters, like DeChambeau, have an edge even more than if it weren't to be cold, it's going to be cold the whole time, and uh, rainy. Jonas, you got anything on this?
1: I just
7: wonder, and you were talking about the money that's coming in, and you guys pointed out how the you know under the bets that aren't getting the attention are the ones where sharps are jumping in on. And you mentioned you know there's fanboys that are piling in and betting money on Dechambeau. And I've yeah, talk, yeah, well, you've talked about this before. It's like people when they would bet the Cubs to win the World Series all those years, it, most of that was just fans hoping this was going to be the year they were going to do it. Is this similar to that, to where he's got such a large fan base now that you're getting a lot of fanboy money as you put it and maybe this is sort of a a peek into the future of what it's going to be like for him moving
1: forward
4: well he has to keep winning right so if you think back and i remember john daly when he won that first tournament that first major i think it was the pga it was a lot of people betting Daly. he was it wasn't the the golf sexy but he was a long hitter and i think if you lose eventually people get sick of it but if you win i mean you know I mean, Matt, you follow the markets as well as anyone. I mean, they'll stick with a a favor for or you know a favored player or team for a while, but they don't have a ton. Of, fans don't have a ton of tolerance to keep betting a loser.
6: Yeah, and I think part of the reason for the Deschambeau kind of climb this year is the fact that uh, golf, the lead up to the Masters, has been overshadowed by football. So no one's really been talking about golf for the past eight weeks, and all of a sudden, the only golf narrative we've heard the last ten days is Bryson Deschambeau bringing the. Science into golf, bringing how do you get more yardage? How do you uh, change the rotations on a golf ball? Thus, because all they've heard is Bryson DeChambeau, that tends to be the narrative.
4: Oh, I, I was going to give his theme accidentally. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. No, great point, man No doubt about it. And to me, the way the sharps are betting the matchups, and one of the matchups is against uh, Johnson. And let's quickly go over the favorites here. Um, Dechambeau is the favorite, eight to one. Dustin Johnson nine to one. Roy McIlroy ten to one. Uh, John Rom ten to one. Justin Thompson, Thomas yeah, twelve to one. Yeah, I, I like these uh, like Johnson and Rom, Rahm. Rom's minus one thirty against uh, Dechambeau and Johnson's minus one thirty also. Both of them, I like both of those because you know there's people betting Dechambeau that don't know what they're talking about. Correct. And I like it when people bat what they don't know much about.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.